Welcome to the We Rock DM Podcast, your source for all things digital marketing. Join hosts Daniel Bissett and Tricia Olberg as they explore the latest trends and share their expertise on how to succeed in the digital age. Tune in for expert advice on search engine optimization, social media marketing, and content strategy. We make kick-ass stuff kick-ass. So join us and learn how to rock your digital marketing game. Welcome back to We Rock DM Amplified, the podcast that amplifies your understanding of the digital and web universe. We're your hosts, Daniel Bissett and Tricia Olberg, and we couldn't be more excited about today's guest. Joining us is Dustin Hayes, the brains and the bold spirit behind Red, White, and Badass Brew. Coffee as bold as the American spirit, not only does this veteran-owned and operated enterprise serve up delicious coffee, it also supports the impactful nonprofit Shelter to Soldier. Today, we'll brew up a conversation as invigorating as Dustin's coffee. We'll delve into Dustin's journey, the intersection of business and social responsibility, and the role of digital media in spreading their cause. So get your cup of joe ready, tune in, and let's explore a story as bold as the brew itself. Dustin, welcome to We Rock DM Amplified. Thank you so much for joining us. Daniel, thank you for having me on. Hey, Trisha, thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's really my pleasure being on your show. Um, so when you, when you reached out, uh, you actually said that, you know, you were looking for these different things, but really you're looking to unpack how to hire a digital marketing agency. Is that where you're still at or where are you today? Yeah, I'm still at, you know, how to hire a digital agency. Um, you know, I've talked to several of them. And I've hired uh, a few of them, uh, actually. So I've, I've had some past experiences with them. And, uh, you know, not, not so great um, experiences. Uh, but, you know, a lot, of li- a lot of undeliverables. A lot of promises mm-hmm. up front. A lot of undeliverables. Um, it was really a, 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 a package deal. I went like an all for broke type of deal. And I went broke. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn right yeah 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 you know um, it's it's well it's experiences so i mean you have you have a podcast yourself are you still running that podcast oh yeah yeah it's and, it's, uh, and what's the what's the name of it coffee conversations and badasses you know we tell heroic stories of people who overcame mental health addictions and race relationships and business struggles Right. And are all of them vets that you have no. on your show? No. So we don't, we don't uh, no. typically, it's okay. not a vet podcast. Uh, even though I'm a vet and I love mm-hmm. our veterans and they hold a very close spot in my heart, I do have veterans come on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we touch a little bit about their military history, um, but it's not necessarily about that. It's about the whatever journey they went through on uh, some of the hardships they went through in life and how they overcome them and the lessons learned of what they can give back to the community. And that is not necessarily just a veteran community, but just a community whole of somebody who else is going through that situation in their life. You know, whether it's, okay. you know, going through divorce, you know, dealing with one of their kids to lost a business. Uh, Cause I've been there and done that um, to also, uh, you know, addictions, 
whatever kind of addictions they're kind of go through because everything, I mean, the cell phone is an addiction this, these days. Um, oh, and it yeah. can really impact people's lives. And then, you know, mental health, mental health is a huge aspect. It's across the nation out of control. So it's really just a show to really document that person's journey and then how they came into, you know, that hardship and how they transitioned out of it and how they're successful today. And so how does that podcast fit into your larger business model? So we really started the, the podcast as a, one of our sales funnels for both of our businesses. And it really kind of quickly took over to almost a main thing. So now mm -hmm. it's not, it's not just part of our sales funnel. It's one of our main advertising pieces. Okay. And so, um, I just heard you say we and businesses. Can you unpack that? Yeah. Yeah. So go man, go productions is my partner in coffee conversations and badasses. So he does all my production work. So we partnered okay. up and, and how that partnership came about is because of red, white, and badass brew. He saw me on a, a social media site and was like, dude, that's a brand I'd like to get a part of. So we connected. And then as we start, as we started our, our business journey together, uh, we went out and shot some guns and, I kind of told him a little bit about my story and he was just inspired. And, uh, I had all the podcast equipment and I was going to start a podcast, but I didn't know that end of the podcast. So then I just, uh, me and talked about it, like, Hey, you want to go partner up on this podcast? We're like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, but if we're going to do it, we're going to do something different. We're not going to do the norm. We're going to make a actual show out of that person's journey. Yeah. And I mean, you, you look at the production value of, you know, the few reels that I saw on Instagram and it's, it's really well put together. So, I mean, clearly you got, you got a pro that you're working with and it's, it's nice to hear that, um, that's somebody that you're partnered with. It's not somebody necessarily that you had to hire. It's also from an ego perspective, nice to see that you are not only uh, the businessman, but I thought maybe you were the, the professional doing that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I can't keep up with this guy. He's amazing. What's going on. So now it's like, okay, I feel a little, a little more validated that I don't also know how to do those cool things. <laughs> oh, maybe um, try to retract that just so I look that much yeah, more badass. Right, like, is that what right. you're trying to say? Like, damn, I thought I had this guru. No, it, it really takes a special talent to encompass everything that is very difficult to probably come by not only that, but the time, the time commitment to put them together oh, yeah. is oh, yeah. if you want to start a podcast and I've had numerous people reach out to me, like I want to start a podcast. I'm like, awesome. Just think about what you really going to do and really have a game plan because this thing spiraled out of control really quickly. Um, right. Just because of, we did not estimate the amount of time it was going to take us to actually do the podcast. And we greatly got a lesson again in business. And this is part of business. It happens that yeah. it's going to happen. You're going to make these mistakes and these miscalculations, sort of speak of time. And it, it takes, a, a, I mean, for one of our episodes, it's taken us 40 hours probably to put together. I, I mean, I, so, I would believe it because it, it it's really damn good. 
it does yeah, or more it does have it does have the show quality to it compared to our podcast which does not <laughs> come on come on Forget what are you there. talking about you got a beautiful trisha over here well, thank uh, you. You got handsome dan you know come on right. you know that's we, what, we what you need all. that's it well, I mean, that's one thing you have to look at when you're going down that kind of road, right? What yeah. is your production? What's your, how much time commitment do you have? You mm -hmm. know? And so that's, that's the biggest question that you really got to answer. What are you going to do with your podcast? And that's what and we, so, go ahead. So, well, I, I want to, I want to talk about what you're doing with your podcast in a little bit. Like, I've seen some reels on, on Instagram and what have you, and maybe Trisha and I might have some uh, other uses for that material so that it, the 40 hours is not 40 hours once and done. It's 40 hours that now applies and, you know, broken into all of the different pieces of material content that y'all pulled out of that 40 hours work of labor and love. Uh, now you've got 140 pieces of content instead of three or something like that, you know? Um, so I want to talk maybe about how to repurpose if you're not already doing that. Um, now we've got red, white, and badass brew. Uh, what yes, can sir. you tell us about that as a business, as a business, as a business model? Where are you making your money? Where are you wanting to make your money? You know, how did that come about? Where's your coffee source from? I don't know. Just unpack it if you would. Okay. Well, some of this is top secret that I can't right. tell. I'm just joking. It's it. not top secret. Anybody <laughs> can find it. <laughs> um, yeah, nice. I, so how I got started in the business, uh, I, I came down with skin cancer. And I had another business. I cleaned solar panels. And so... My doctor's like, you ain't doing that anymore. Dude. Yeah, mm -hmm. like you're done. So then I, uh, I was like, all right. Uh, so I sold the business, and I was sitting at my, at my desk at my computer, staring at it, going, "What are you going to do with your life now? How are you going to be making a living? You just sold this other business." Mm -hmm. And I was drinking a Starbucks, and I had this epiphany that I could do better than Starbucks. <laughs> and I don't, I knew nothing about coffee roasting. I knew nothing about coffee in itself other than being a consumer. And so I went down the journey, man, and started researching. And that's where it kind of came out. And uh, I just started it and started doing pretty well, doing pretty well. And kind of more of a hobbyish type of thing. I was doing it as a business, but more of a hobby type of thing. And not till recently, I'm like, all right, full fledged into the same. Let's go. Um, Right. So right now where I stand with the business is uh, where I make my money is events. That's where I'm making my money. Um, okay. I want to be an e-commerce. I want to be a leading e-commerce store. You know, I want to be the, I want to be the brand uh, because this isn't, this isn't just a brand that you just go, it's a lifestyle brand. Mm -hmm. That's what this is really about. And my, my, my core people are my veterans, uh, my first responders, you know, patriots. Those are my, my people. You know, those are the people. Those are the people I can speak to. I, can, I know the language. You know, I can have fun at those events. We can interact very well. Um, not saying I can't interact with other people. 
I just military was a huge part of my life. And mm-hmm. I just sure. know that demographic very well. That's Man, the I, perfect. <clears throat> yeah. I, I don't know about uh, you, Trisha, but I got chills when, when Dustin was saying that. Um, I've been getting chills from this whole conversation. Yeah. I love what you were doing. I do. Yeah. And uh, Daniel and I are both entrepreneurs. We've done all kinds of things. I have an Etsy shop. I was wondering when you talk about um, events, are you talking about vendor events? Um, I've done a lot of those. Is that what you're talking about? Or just get, yeah. get togethers? Yeah, or events. So like, what do you mean? Like Fleet Week. Yeah. Have Fleet Week. They'll have, you have the 4th of July events, uh, concerts at the park type yeah. of stuff. Um, you know, any kind of military uh you know, first responder, law enforcement, you know, tactical shooting, anything like that, uh, four wheels, off-roading, racing, all, all those type of stuff. Those are my bread and butter. Those are where I really kind of shine and make the money right now, but that's not the goal. Yeah. My, and I'm also, it, everybody wants me to open up a coffee shop. I don't know if that's a route. Oh, yeah. You know? So, um, so here's, I like the idea. Here's kind but... of my take on, on this so far from what I'm hearing. I'm not an open up a coffee shop for, uh, proponent. <laughs> so, um, I, but hearing the events that you're listing, unless you're franchising and going across the nation, you're limited to a radius of 80 miles, maybe max before it becomes cost prohibitive. Um, yeah. And uh, so that doesn't, that doesn't scale, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's the problem that I'm hearing is that's not going to scale. No. <laughs> You're yeah, so Dustin, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so back to, yeah, I have an Etsy shop. I'm a screen printer and I've done a lot of events. I started with events. That's how I got started. And just like you, I wanted to expand and the best way to do that is online, right? Um, through my website. And um, once I learned some digital marketing um, tricks, tips and tricks, I was able to um, escalate my Etsy store to the top 4% globally. So we, I think we can give you some good advice. <laughs> um, yeah. There, yeah, yeah. I'm all earmuffs. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I I um, I I like what you're doing, and a couple things I want to tease out before we move on to the next subject, whatever that might be, um, is you know your target market. Uh, you you are your target market, which is uh, a rarity, you know. Um, that's why you don't, <clears throat> that's why you want to improve Starbucks is because you were there as a consumer and it didn't meet your needs. And so you're like, okay, I want to, I want to do better than that. So that's your bar. All you have to do is do better than that to be successful. And then you have a new bar. Um, <clears throat> but you're also the person that you want to sell your coffee to, right? Um, so it's not often that, uh, that you have that. So I think that you're in a really good space. And I, I say this a lot 
so we don't need to reuse this clip for YouTube, but um, I, I love um, Mr. Rogers from, from growing up because Mr. Rogers spoke to me and uh, you're, you look a little younger than me, so maybe you didn't get the Mr. Rogers experience that I got. But anyway, um, it wasn't until I watched the movie about Mr. Rogers where I better understood why I felt that way. But the reality is that Mr. Rogers, when he spoke to a kid, he spoke to that kid. When he was on set with that kid, there were other kids, but he was speaking to that one child. But because of the the attention, and I, I think he loved that child, even though it was a stranger. Um, so there's that aspect of it too. But because of the attention to that one, all of the others felt it. And so I would not recommend you look for a wider target market. I would recommend you stay in that lane and the others will come to you if they feel what it is that you're putting out there, right? And if not, I think there's plenty of space in that one, one area for you to excel to your heart's content, right? So stick with your, your vets, your firefighters, your first responders. Um, they're your people and they will feel that. And then others will, through the network effect, will see it, feel it, and want more of that same thing. And, and you could inspire others to become uh, firefighters, first responders, simply through your product. I mean, it's crazy to say it, but it's totally possible. Um, and how, how cool would that be? Yeah, oh man, I, I, why did you become a firefighter? I don't know. I, I used to drink or I used to see my daddy drink this, this drink, this ice brew that was, you know, red, white, and badass brew. And, uh, you know, the marketing on it and the way that my daddy talked about it and blah, blah, blah. I just came a firefighter. I don't know. It's a, it's a long <laughs> shot, but I could totally see that being a reality. Um, and so I don't think from a marketing perspective, you need to widen your, your net at all. I think, uh, you probably don't want to refine it any further. It sounds like you've got that pretty locked in. Um, but yeah, just all of your messaging, all of your branding, all of your content strategy, focus on that group and don't expand out, at least not for a very long time, right? That would be my first piece of advice. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, so um, with regards to your digital marketing, you've hired and fired several agencies. Um, <clears throat> that's actually a, a good sign and a, a, a red flag for an agency. They're like, well, you know, how's this going to go? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but it, it demonstrates that you are not going to settle. Um, and you don't strike me as an individual who settles uh, just from a, a brief uh, meeting you. Um, but that's you hit also, the nail on the head on that one. <laughs> but that's also uh, consistent with the target that you're trying to go into. 
So um, from a, from an agency perspective, um, I think you would do well to um, focus on maybe hiring an agency that's already in that space because they get you. They know you because you are them, you know, um, and, uh, and which probably means you don't want to hire a large agency. You want to shop for a small, uh, kind of boutique marketing agency. Mm -hmm. Um, that has its, that has its drawbacks because now you're also speaking to the choir. You don't have a lot of out of the box thinking. Um, you know, you're all in the same headspace. And so when they say something and it resonates with you, it's a sign done deal delivered thing. And it's not necessarily looking at the larger picture it's right. So it has drawbacks. Um, but I think from a, a hiring perspective, you want to make sure when you're looking for a digital marketing agency that you hire a group that sees you and that sees the target market that you're going after. Um, and like I said, I don't, I don't think you want to go with a large marketing agency. It feels safe because they've got the numbers, they've got the staff, they've also got the juniors who are just getting their feet wet, they're cutting their teeth and they're cutting it on your product, right? Yep, um, that's exactly so, it. So, so yeah, to, add to, that, to add to that, it's so funny. Yeah, it's not funny. I mean, Daniel, I think the same. We, this is why we work together. <laughs> but when, when you were talking about this, um, the first thing about um, an agency not fitting you the first thing that came to my mind is I bet that the agency didn't understand your target audience or your brand or your um, just your mission statement in general. They, and this can happen a lot with bigger agencies. They don't have time for that. They don't have time to really dig in there and understand you and your mission, right? So um, yeah, it, it does feel like that might be a better path for you. It's just somebody smaller who has the time to dedicate to you and you're not, just, you know, just talking to whoever's available that day. <laughs> you're just, you, they're really zoned in on your, on your mission. I love that. I mean, that actually would probably fit very well uh, with me and, and my, and my company because of where I'm looking to take this is, and I don't just to be, I don't like hiring and firing. I hate it. Of course not. I hate yeah. it. You know, yeah. like, I don't know anybody who does. I like the fact I want a relationship with my, with that partner, with that company, you know, because I don't only want to, you know, build mine. Hopefully this is a scalable thing that I help build theirs as well. Because one thing I do very well is if you do good job, if you do, if you do good job, if you're doing a great job for me, I recommend you. Absolutely. That's the only way. And I, word of mouth is still the best advertising. Yep. You know, so I, I, mean, I go out yeah. and I, I, I recommend all the time people, Hey, go check these people out, go do this. You know, I have a, I had a construction business. I have a couple of people in my back pocket, back pocket who are really good. And I'm like, Hey, go call these guys. You want an electrician, call these guys. You know, yeah. if you want, this is who I used uh, for a little bit of my SEO, my website design, call these guys. This is the right. guy I use for my graphic design, call him, you know, like, these guys, I highly recommend them and people go and follow through and use them. 
Yep. It's important. Um, um, the so, boutique, but boutique thing. Yeah. I, I recommend, I yeah. highly, I highly uh, suggest that. And you hit the nail on the head with that marketing agency. They missed the mark completely when they did it. And I was like, man, that didn't even look like my brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so from a, from a marketing, digital marketing perspective, where are you now? Like you have a website, but it's basically just a, a landing page that says coming soon, um, with a, a pop-up, by the way, I'm, uh, not a fan of pop-ups. I recommend against them at least on load. Um, a pop-up on load for a first time visitor doesn't resonate because they don't even know you yet. They haven't built mm. that trust or relationship. So even if the offer is very compelling, 50% off your first offer, they're probably going to close that because they don't want email from you, um, until they know who you are. And so, um, I, I would recommend against using that strategy if you're going to incorporate a pop-up strategy it really needs to be um it really needs to be done during like a repeat visit or um a, a scroll depth like they've scrolled down past a certain amount on your page to to warrant okay they know who we are they know what we're doing they're at 80 percent the depth yeah, now's a good time um, to, to throw that pop-up in there. Uh, but straight out of the gate, if they don't know you, they're not going to give you their, their currency. And their currency is their email, right? Um, Correct. So where are you as far as uh, your need? Um, what do you need? Are you looking for a new web team to design and develop your new site? Are you looking for um, content uh, marketing strategies or deliveries? Um, are you looking? Are you thinking about running uh, paid uh, search ads, paid display ads? Are you trying to build social? What are your immediate needs, and what are your six-month, you know, uh, Q1 of next year needs, and and, and beyond? Yeah, those are all, all great questions. So uh, right now, I'm just doing a little maintenance on the site. Um, so that's why you'll see it's saying coming soon or down for maintenance. Mm -hmm. uh, just doing a little maintenance on the site. And then I am um, really looking for a marketing company that is uh, one that says what they're going to do. And that was my initial problem is they all said, hey, here's what you're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. And we're going to make you your money back your first month. And then, you know, or break even. Second month, you're going to make money. Fourth month, third month, you're going to make some more money. And then, you know, fourth month, you're going to make so much money. You know, I was like, okay. They fed me They fed me the dream, right? That's what they did. They fed me the dream. <sighs> and I was like, and now going through a couple of marketing companies, now I know what to expect. Now I know it's not a short-term turnaround that's going to happen. Now I know it's going to take longer, you know, four to six months, you know, because you have to have that sales funnel and that branding's all start coming in. Yeah. So I get that. 
I get yep. that now. Uh, now, if a marketing company just comes out straight up and tells me that, then that's a legit way of getting my business um, because red, red that's not flag. what any of them say. <laughs> say what? Right. Say, well, yeah, that's a red flag. That's a they legit don't say red that. flag. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because that's true. It, it isn't a, a quick thing. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And branding, I love that you said that because because branding is so important. You have to have a strong brand um, before you can market anything. People have to believe in your brand, right? And you have to know who you are. So, yep. um, yeah, I I totally agree. And yeah, any any company that says um, we're going to be able to make money quickly without having that in place. It, yeah. That just doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. That's, that's exactly it. So um, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I'm looking at, so, you know, I, I'm terrible at social media, you know, but I'm also cheap. I don't want to hire somebody to do my social media. So it's one of those things mm-hmm. I, I have to do better, you know, myself and get better yeah. at the social media game. Um, I don't know how big of an impact that's really going to play into really selling my coffee. I know it's going to get my brand out there and people come to see it. And if I have regular content, they're going to be like, okay, he's active. It's a real shop. Wow. This guy, can I, I can, I can see myself drinking the same cup of coffee he is, mm-hmm. you know, essentially. Well, all right. um, so, so- do me, do me a favor real quick, Dustin. All, all right. right. I want to know about you. I want to know about you real quick. Um, okay. Have you ever uh watched videos on tiktok no okay um nope. just have post, you just ever watched for videos my videos on, on okay <laughs> have you ever watched videos on youtube shorts yes okay um how about instagram reels yes Um, over in LinkedIn, I see you, you have an account there. Do you ever go to LinkedIn and spend time? Very, very rarely when I do, it's just a post real quick and that's it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, what about Twitter? Do you actively or somewhat use Twitter? No, I have a business account on Twitter, but I'm guessing I, I'm guessing that Threads, the new Twitter of Meta, um, Facebook, Instagram opened one called Threads a week ago. Uh, I guess that's not your lane either. Um, okay. No, I didn't even know they opened right. one. So, so um, we just I, I just did an interview with your target uh, client, and he's not on social. So he might be on social YouTube shorts. So if you're going to push any social, that would be the avenue that I would recommend you spend the bulk of your time on because you are your target market. Right? I wouldn't I, waste time in TikTok yep. because you're not there, so neither are they. Um, yeah. So if we can identify where you're at, now, you know, you're a, you're a busy business entrepreneur so we can't assume that everyone is like you but we we can start asking those very same questions to uh the people who are buying our coffee hey 
as they're at an event and they're buying our coffee. Quick question for you. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube shorts, or old school TV? And we, we just keep a tally, <laughs> old school handwritten tally. And it's bad data, but it's some data. And at the end of the event, we see that, well, I got, I got 13 yeses on TikTok. And I only got 25 yeses on YouTube, YouTube shorts. So maybe there are more players over in TikTok than I, I was expecting. Now we can start doing some genuine research, right? To, to identify if our market is in that space. Um, but if you are your, your target market consumer, then we can use you as, as our initial litmus test. So that's what I would recommend you do is find out from your own behaviors where you're at and then make that your initial lane. Screw the others for, for now um, and get good at that one. So you said, yes, YouTube shorts. So now I would hold you accountable for YouTube shorts. And I know you're on Instagram, but I don't know if you're consuming Instagram reels. So uh, I would focus on YouTube shorts because those can be moved over to Instagram relatively easily. As long as we know that we stay within a, a minute mark for YouTube shorts mm -hmm. rather than three minutes, which is the possibility in YouTube shorts. And so we can repurpose it. Um, and then just make that your lane, make that your, your side hustle for, for the next two months, right. And commit yourself to three shorts a day. Holy crap. That's going to be hard. Uh, but if you do three shorts a day for the next three months, you're going to get a system. You're going to get in the zone. Uh, you're going to know it in and out. You're going to realize two weeks in that it doesn't need to be three times a day. It needs to be once a two days or whatever your information tells you. Right. Um, so yeah. Also with hiring a company to do social for you, that means that they have to have your voice. And while you do have some pretty solid branding, I'm guessing you haven't necessarily carved out a brand identity which would be required for an agency of any size to represent you as you. They would need to know uh, what makes you laugh, what makes you cry, what makes you giggle, what makes you sweat with fear. Um, what, how do you talk? What kind, what's your vocabulary? You know, what's your tone? Are you snarky? Are you an asshole? You know, they need to know these things about you so that when Just somebody asks a question, right? <laughs> exactly. Nice. Right. Um, and so having a brand identity that is that honed probably is going to take you another two or three years before you figure it out yourself. Um, and so hiring some agency to represent you in that space, nah. Pay? Okay. Is different. Yeah, Trisha, go ahead. I was going to say, and ob obviously there are lots of agencies that do this, but it is tough and you will pay them a lot of money and they will spend a lot of time trying to figure out what your brand voice is. So yes, for just you specifically as a small business owner, I agree that paying somebody for that is probably not the best idea. And to what Daniel said, um, you want to be on the, the platforms that you 
care about or occasionally watch because I think the biggest mistake people make in this space, especially small business owners, is we we think that we're seeing other companies have all the success on social media and that um, we have to be on every platform to make sure we're getting all these different demographics, all these people over here, over, over there, and we get burned out. And mm-hmm. social media can be such um, misleading too, just because somebody has you know, 100,000 followers doesn't mean those followers are actually paying attention. A good example is I have a friend who owns a brick and mortar store. It's a boutique and she only has like 1300 followers on her Instagram account, but every one of those followers is an actual customer. And when she posts something to her Instagram, people come in and buy that item. They are watching her. They are real followers. So um, just because you feel like other people are having success on social media, it doesn't really translate. You don't really know what's going on with that, right? Um, so yeah, as to what Daniel was saying, pick one or two platforms that you feel um, are gonna is going to work for you, something you can do. Um, you know, Dustin, the reason why Daniel and I have a podcast, one of the reasons, I mean, we have a lot of reasons, but we're taking this podcast and we're cutting it up into reels and shorts. That's the purpose of it. You have a podcast. That would be a really easy thing for you to do, right? And your podcast is the, you know, directly coordinates with your business. It's going to be what gets people excited about supporting you. So that's the perfect thing to do. Go and make some reels and some shorts from your podcast episodes. It's perfect. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's what we, we do are, are the shorts videos that you see on our YouTube and on our uh, Instagram or social media channels. It's from the actual episodes that launch because our episodes are usually hour and a half, two hours. And so we cut those up right? and we just launch those every day. Perfect. It's, That's honestly, uh, I think that may be all you need to do. That is yeah. probably enough. And then I'll probably, well, yeah. I need also so, probably need to do for the red, white, badass brew too. make some videos and stuff like right, that. Right. That's what you're saying as well. Yeah. 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 So, and I guess that, where would the videos overlaps. be like, so that's one thing I have a hard time doing is like, I'm not a big social media person, just not, you know, when I'm on there, I'm not on there for hours. I'm just on there for a few minutes. Um, and mostly I'm looking up, like I love nature. So I love scuba diving stuff and, you know, traveling and stuff like that. So that's what my algorithm feeds me is that kind of stuff. Um, right. But so I'm over, so me trying to creatively think like, what would my videos be of, you know, me dropping some knowledge and while drinking some coffee, I don't know. Those seem to do pretty well. Okay, so that's a good question. So um, actually, they should be about the topics in your podcast that are important to you that may not even be related to your coffee, Dustin. It's supporting your cause, right? Um, and this is what's really cool about YouTube YouTube Shorts right now. If you have, I don't know if you're putting your um, podcast on youtube are you on youtube the whole podcast yeah it's okay so all you have to do all you have to do is go find um you know like a 60 second or under clip of some something you said in there that doesn't even have to be related to your coffee again it's something about your cause which is related to your business and you make a short 
And um, people are going to be interested in that because they're interested in your cause, right? Um, so not the thing is, is not everything has to be a sales pitch. You don't have to be out there pitching the coffee all the time. You, if, if you are just talk, you're focused on like your cause, um, that is probably going to get people interested in your coffee as a result, right? Because it's supporting your, your business. So um, yeah, for sure. Have, you know, have some, some coffee stuff out there, obviously, but the majority of what you do can just be um, your cause, make some shorts and people, it's going to start, people are going to, it's going to start coming up in their feed because they're going to find that it's interesting. And the algorithm knows when people find something, is it finds uh, a short interesting or not. I can't even explain how this works. Algorithms are a mystery to everybody. But the, the idea is, is the more people showing interest in your content, the, the wider it's going to go. That's how it is. So I would, uh, th that will happen naturally. <laughs> I would also um, recommend that you reverse engineer the podcasts, the shorts that you have that are getting views. Right now you've got two, um, the, the one talking about depression and addiction, which may have been the very first short. And then a few later, you've got one with Hector Bravo, 9-11 mental health, right? It's got mm -hmm. one and a half thousand views. I would try to unpack what's happening in those videos. What are they, what, words specifically are being used in those videos what um mm -hmm. meta descriptions or tags were used in that um and maybe we need to to get more of that so uh in, initially depression and addiction that sounds like that that right there those two words alone are enough for people to connect with and and want to learn from um, if only a, I'm not alone in this, there are others who are experiencing this, right? Uh, and then maybe the, the other one with Hector Bravo, either it's 9-11 or it's mental health that was pushing the, the algorithm to, to push it out even further. But you have several whose titles incorporate mental health and they don't have near the numbers. So I would guess that maybe the discussion about 9-11 resonated. It could have been uh, published. I, I'm not looking at your metrics. It could have been published around that time, and that's why it resonated. Um, so maybe you want to push it out again near September when the feels are coming back for anyone impacted by it on, on any kind of level. Um, but, I mean, y'all are pulling out shorts. They they uh, Some of them are doing fairly well. Others are like five views, 200 views. Uh, there's one about narcissist and psychopath behavior. So, and that one's got the highest view, 1.6 thousand. Um, so I would try to reverse engineer what's happening in these videos. And do we have other podcasts or later clips from that same conversation that we could utilize as well? With our, our podcasts, we're at like an hour to an hour and a half. And I don't know, how many shorts do we pull out of any given podcast? Would you say it's 10 or 15, Tricia? 
At least, at least. Um, And it really is about experimenting and see what resonates Mm -hmm. with people. I can tell you two things I've learned lately, if it's helpful. Um, I'm actually learning that shorter shorts, shorter as in under 30 seconds, tend to get more views. People think about your own attention span, <laughs> right? We, we, we tend as content creators to think that the more we can pack into that minute we get, the better. But actually, when people are just scrolling, they're really not staying on there very long. So if you can make them a little bit shorter, like under 30 seconds, even something like 15, 10 to 15 seconds, those are really good. Um, I'm also noticing that titles are very important. Um, that has something to do with the algorithm and the way it matches um, shorts to people and viewers. Uh, so really pay attention to what, what your title is saying. Um, really make sure that your title matches the content. That's my tip. Thank you. Thank you. All, yeah. all those and are I, actually fantastic tips. Yeah. I mean, y'all have... Uh, Bad math here. We just launched uh, in nearly 30. Uh, May 1st was when we oh. launched. Or not May 1st, June 1st. That's right. great. June Congratulations. 1st. Okay. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Y'all are y'all Thank are you. doing y'all are killing it. I would just say look at the podcasts that you haven't broken into smaller pieces. There are tools, by the way. Um after this, I'll send you a, a link to a tool that uses AI. It might be cost prohibitive, um, but it essentially you you upload your video, and using AI, it will find the the nuggets um, for YouTube Shorts or Reels or TikTok Reels or what have you, and even build out the clip. It's not perfect. It's still you might want to you know, trim it a little bit more or something at the end gets cut off. So you want to go find that section and, and retrim it yourself. Um, but you get, you know, a guy who might be able to help you with that. Uh, but a lot of the time it's just finding those clips, which is time consuming. So what Trisha mm-hmm. and I do is we hire interns, mm-hmm. right? I teach a digit. We, we teach a digital marketing course uh, for UT Macomb School of Business here in Austin, Texas. And so we have a plethora of digital marketing students who are keen to um, build a portfolio. And so um, every year we take on um, three to four interns, one at a time to kind of spread it out. And that's, that's their job right now is listen to the podcast and pull out clips. So if you can find your own interns who want to be a part of what you're doing and want to um, grow in this space, social media marketing, um, then you could bring them in under your fold and have them do that very same thing. Because I'm not going to re-listen to my podcast. It takes too much time. I don't have that much time. You don't have that much time. In post-production, you're spending 40 hours. You're never going to go listen again, right? And unless you're taking copious notes throughout that going, uh, Mark, timestamp, 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 timestamp. That was good. That was good. Man, it's, it's, a, it's a ball ache, right? So it's not, it's probably not realistic, 
to think that you're going to go do that. So don't. Uh, Dustin, we also have a lot of students asking us if we know of companies who would be interested in having them being intern so they can get some experience. So if you want us to send you a student intern, we have a lot of connections. <laughs> we get yeah. that question a lot. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And I do want to say speak to one thing that you had brought up is, okay, so yes, you have your podcast, which is awesome content, but where do you put the coffee in? Like, where does that come in? Right? Mm -hmm. So my suggestion would be Instagram, just throw up a static image and um, talking about your coffee once in a while or a reel, something like that on Instagram once in a while talking about your coffee. Um, that's, that's, that's where that would be a good place, but, but that does not have to be your focus. In fact, it's better if it's not, it's better if you have that other content coming in majority of the time. And then once in a while you talk about your coffee, right? This is a different strategy. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. I, uh, so I love pumpkin spice mm. and I did these stupid videos. You know, I shouldn't say stupid videos, actually fantastic videos that make people <laughs> laugh. Uh, which I didn't think so. So they used to call me basic bitch, um, my buddies, because I like pumpkin spice. So I was like, no, I'm not basic bitch. I'm basic badass. You know, <laughs> so I, I developed this other persona and I did these little short clips, short of, just sort of speak. I actually just did the videos initially and I just bought like a whole bunch of pop, pumpkin spice stuff like a TJ Maxx or Marshalls or something and walk out. I'd be like eating it as I'm walking out and like filming it, you know, and which that was a difficult thing to do. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I have all my teeth still. So, and then I, I did it and I sent it to my friends. They're like, oh, that's funny. And then they just, they just kept harassing me. I was like, you know what? I'm going to really get them. I'm going to put this on social media. So I did, I did a little Facebook thing, put it on social media and then people started liking it. Yeah. And then they went, not, I wouldn't say it went viral. I mean, viral to me, you know, like if I get more than 500, that's viral. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it went, went, I think one of them got like 2,500 views and, uh, I was like, what in the world are people watching? This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, but I'm tagged them in it. You know, I'm like, no, you're not just putting no video out on me. Cause that, they did that. They put a video out. I was like, no, I'm putting my own videos out. And then I would tag them in it and talk a little crap. Well, end up, people end up liking it. So I started doing this on a regular basis and then I stopped, you know, because, I was like, man, this is pointless. I don't know why I'm doing this with my life. And uh, people started messaging me. Hey, man, where's these videos at? Hey, we really like your videos. Hey, we thought they were funny. I'm over scratching my head going, you guys got too much damn time on your hands if you're watching my videos. <laughs> that... But it resonated, I guess. Yeah. So it two did. things. Two the... things. Um, that, that type of diversification is important and humor is a huge marketing asset. So if you have, yes. uh, uh, you know, the ability to make people laugh, which it sounds like you do, um, then harness them. Um, so I, I think that your, your current like Instagram for, uh, red, white, uh, and badass brew is a little, same saying right now it's focusing a, a little heavy on the podcast i would get in and mix it mix it up but exactly like trisha was saying not too much about the product more videos mm. more stills you said a couple things that i wanted to um talk about right now which is lifestyle 
um, lifestyle is important. And you like to watch these videos about outdoor. I'm kind of guessing uh, outdoor wilderness survival only because I, I don't know you. And I'm assuming that that's what you mean by outdoor rather than planting petunias, right? But that could totally be your lane too. I don't, I'm no judgment. Um, but if you were to go out and do some lifestyle activities yourself with you and, and your, your fam, um, then take your own coffee and have a product placement, have a, have a shot of you, um, within all of the different things that you're doing out there. You know, one little video is about building a fire. One little video is about, um, cooking a steak on a flat rock. You know, we, we've been watching all those, but make your own damn video. One video is about brewing coffee and it's whose coffee it's your coffee. Um, but people see that lifestyle. They don't necessarily know that you're the dude that owns the company. <laughs> they just know that you're the dude that's enjoying the thing. And maybe you're the, the model. Um, I don't know why I wrapped that in quotes, but you know, you could be a model, all buff, <laughs> go for it. But um, so I, I would say, you know, a, a more lifestyle focused feed that mixes in some, some of these shorts that mixes in a couple stills of, of product, um, which takes me to the next thing. People liked watching you eat pumpkin spice coffee beans, right? Not, Make your not own pumpkin spice pumpkin coffee spice. beans. I don't even know oh. if that's a deal or a move, but now I'm making it. <laughs> now I'll make like yeah. you know, chocolate flavored pumpkin spice coffee beans or something. Um, yeah. It, just pumpkin yes, spice, anything. Like from yeah. cereal to a wafer bar to a mm -hmm. like oatmeal. I mean, to uh -huh. a sucker. I mean, it's like it doesn't even, or chapstick, you know, just. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anything, mm -hmm. anything pumpkin spice. Eat chapstick. Yeah, no, that's I don't, true. I don't pumpkin spice is really popular. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't recommend eating the pumpkin spice chapstick from Burt's Bees. It's not good. It just right. smells like pumpkin spice. <laughs> there, there, that is too. some. There's something about that. Like I've, I've done T-shirts with pumpkin spice, and that's really popular. Um, yeah, so I get it. Um, but, but what Daniel was saying, what the, what's really cool is people are liking you. They think that it's funny. So go with that, right? Like keep doing yeah. more of that. And you know, what's really cool about social media is people like that kind of stuff does really well. And it doesn't take you that much time. It doesn't have to be scripted. It can just be off the cuff. And that's the stuff that does really well, right? Like yeah. Dustin, the, my best video, my best reel is of my daughter playing this cat piano toy that like 7,000 views. This is on my, my business website and she's playing this cat piano and yeah, crazy. <laughs> so, and Hey, it doesn't have anything to do about my business. No, but you know what? It got people following me. So you know, there has to be a balance. You do need to talk about the coffee. Um, but that stuff can work really well too. So that's awesome. That's funny. <laughs> no. Yeah, um, I'm all, I'm game for okay, all that. So, so um, let's talk hiring a, a digital marketing agency for a few minutes, okay? Because that all is right. kind of one of the reasons you you wanted to come in here. And 
while uh, there is probably a bit of self-promotion in this conversation for us, um, I don't want you to uh, restrict yourself to this advice thinking, oh, he's just telling me that because that's us, okay? Mm -hmm. um, so the, the first piece of advice I would give is know what you need. So you need to think about your business goals. Um, do you need more website traffic? Do you need more online sales? Are you trying to grow your brand and, and therefore brand awareness? You need to make a list of everything that you need help with. And then you need to go through the potentially challenging process of prioritizing. Um, how long is it going to take me to do this? Do I have to have something in place before I try this? Um, then I need to prioritize that, right? So order of uh, order of business as well as length of time to do the thing, um, cost associated difficulty. Can I do this? Do I need to hire somebody else? Make a spreadsheet. Spend an afternoon coming up with your list. The next morning, um, try to rank it. The the next morning, probably morning because we're kind of fresh and you're drinking your coffee and you're not really doing stuff. So, you know, you have some downtime to think. Um, try to identify what has to happen before and then can I do this or do I need to hire somebody to do this? So build out your, your sheet. And then you need to, once you've identified what you need to hire others to do, is try to figure out does this agency that I'm considering hiring right now do that? Do they have anything on their website that says they do that? First and foremost, if they don't, maybe they don't do that. If they don't, from an agency perspective, maybe that's not something that a lot of people ask for. And so from a real estate perspective, they're not putting it on their website because they need to put something else that may be slightly higher ranking. Um, on their website, front and center. And so, you know, benefit of the doubt, but if it's not straight out and in your face, but it's a super high need for you, then maybe they're not the agency that you're looking for. Um, then you want to look at that agency's case studies, portfolio, gallery, whatever they have available to see um, if you like what you're looking at. You know, we've, we've had clients come to us who um, were looking for, you know, Web3 type animations and uh, websites. And while Web3 is something that we could do, that's not necessarily our standard lane. And so our portfolio didn't have anything in that space we're probably not the right fit. You know, even if we match on a lot of other categories, if that's an integral decision, maybe maybe we're not the right people, right? Um, but you wanna make sure that it fits your brand, your ethos. And then uh, references. Do, do they have any references that you can actually talk to? If not, can you read their reviews? Um, 
check out all of the different reviews, not just the reviews on their website, but also Google reviews or other um, industry related reviewer uh, out, uh, locations. Uh, do those reviews come with a picture of the face of the person that said it or just the name? The, the name, does that correlate with the title at a, at a business that is similar to yours? Um, do they have any video testimonials? You know, these are not deal breakers, but look at what is available. Re remember, however, that if you're looking for a boutique digital marketing agency, they probably aren't spending all of their own hard-earned money on recruiting video testimonials from uh, happy clients, whereas you know a much larger agency has bandwidth, deep pockets, and the ability for a single individual or even a team to try and pull that in. So um, it's not apples for apples when you're comparing. So look at the different uh, agency types that you're looking for and, and really try to, is it fair of me to expect, you know, a small business to have this that I don't even have, you know, be, try to be fair with your, your desires. And then what's really important, and this kind of hits home with uh, the conversation we were having earlier about making sure that maybe you hire an agency that's in your lane, at least at bare minimum, because you're going to be working with them closely, at least at first, uh, real closely, you need to make sure that your visions align, right? Uh, that your values align. You want an agency that cares about your business almost as much as you do. And you've already said this, you were like, if they're helping me, I'm going to help them. Well, hell yeah, you are, because you care about the success of someone else's business. They need to they need to reflect that. They need to care about your business, not just be a, a, a you know a mirror to the things that you're saying. It you need to feel it in them when you're having that conversation. Um, you want to make sure that they, if they're doing digital marketing work for you, that they have reporting tools available, right? Um, how are they going to, if they're running ads for you, how are they going to um, demonstrate return on ad spend? Is it weekly, uh, monthly, quarterly? What does that look like? Um, and do you want them to build you this fancy ass spreadsheet or are you happy with dashboard? Or are you happy with a simple spreadsheet that just shows you the numbers in the line? It's going up. Um, where are you? Because if you want fancy, you're paying extra. And is that really where you want the money that you're giving to this agency to go towards? Um, so you want to see what they do, see what they're capable of, and is it something that you want, you want to pay for or not? Um, you want to make sure that they have some kind of experience in your industry. Um, if you're doing e-commerce and you're doing coffee, have they ever done coffee? Have they ever done e-commerce? If they haven't, they're really new, they might be too green, 
we've all been too green at one point in time. So um, that's not necessarily a red flag, but it's a, at least I know what I'm getting myself into type of thing, right? I'm, I know that they haven't done this specific thing before, but all of the other signals are a go. I, I reckon they can figure this out. Um, and then, uh, you need to ultimately trust your gut. Like I always that's, say, that's all great uh, advice. The data that we have, the data that we have is only as good as the data that we have. So you could see the website, you could see their social, you could see all the testimonials, you could see all of the things that look golden, but you have one conversation with them and you're like, this doesn't track back out. It could have been a bad day. They might not have had their coffee yet. So when you back out, <laughs> send them, you know, send them uh, a pound of your coffee to say, thank you, but no, thank you. Um, and maybe they'll, they'll have better luck next time if they drink that coffee before, you know, pitching to a new client, but your gut, you know, you've been in, in the military, you know, that for whatever reason, your gut knows a whole hell of a lot more than our brains can understand. We just got to trust it. Lean into yeah, it. I was going to say that I feel like the communication is the most important thing out of all those things. All those things are, you know, important, but honestly, just having the vibe, the vibe you get from when you're you're asking your questions, how they respond, how it feels. Maybe they haven't ever worked with coffee, but if if you feel like they understand you and the, and the, what they're saying resonates and makes sense, then that's a good indicator, right? That go with your gut. I I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I that's one thing I did I did ignore. I did ignore my gut. Um, I had the gut feeling. You know, I was like, uh, I'm not sure. You know, I was tippy toeing that line. And um, it was a great salesman. I mean, I got sold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what it was. You know, he made me feel comfortable enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, to, to ignore the warning signs. Yeah. Um, and I went with it. Uh, but I take responsibility of that on my own, too, because it's my decision. And I, I made the wrong decision, which I'm okay with making bad decisions yeah. as long as I learn from them, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, that's part of growing, you know, and that's what you really got to do. If you're going down business, no matter what business you're in, you've got to learn from the mistakes. Cause if you don't, you're just going to keep making them yep. as, a, be as, as a teacher of over many decades, I'm famous for saying to my students, if you're not making mistakes, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Right. So That's, we've, yeah, we've got to make mistakes. We've got to make them and, and we learn from them. Hopefully it doesn't cost us the, the earth, you know, um, literally or yep. figuratively, but, um, yeah. One of my favorite sayings is failure is not the opposite of success. It's part of success. Right. Right. It's going to fail. It's true. It is scary when we're talking about it in a business perspective, because, you know, we as small business owners, we only have so much money to spend on marketing. And so, you know, it gets a little scary sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. So hopefully so, some of those mistakes weren't too costly. 
So that oh, does it did. bring it cost up, me twenty five thousand dollars. I was going to yeah. say that does yeah. bring up the the conversation of money because um, mm-hmm. you get what you pay for, and that's mm-hmm. not entirely accurate. You didn't get twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> worth of of good stuff, right? Uh, sometimes you get what no. you pay for. I think that where that applies, at least eighty percent of the time, is if you go cheap, then you're going to get cheap, <laughs> right? Um, maybe not uh, on the other other side of the scale, unfortunately. But um, you need to, before you go into that conversation, it's like going to Vegas, right? I'm going to Vegas. This is my budget. When I hit that number, I need to walk away. That's my number. And uh, when you go into that conversation, it doesn't have to be quite as hard and fast but you need to know your number that you feel safe and uh, you need to be transparent with it. One of the challenges I face is one of my very first questions is what's your budget? And a lot of people looking to hire us or, or anyone I'm, I'm guilty of the same thing when I'm on the other side of the, the table is I don't want to show my hand too soon. But some other thing that I like to say is if you want a $5,000 website, I will build you a $5,000 website. If you want a $50,000 website, I will build you a $50,000 website. There's still, it's just like buying a, a Pinto or a Tesla. They're still cars. They still get you from A to B. They still more or less get the job done, but which one do you want to drive? Which one do you want? And when it comes to a lot of these things, it's not even you, it's your, your target market. Which experience do you want them to have? Do you want them to feel like they are riding in the backseat of a Pinto or they're riding in the backseat of a Tesla, right? And so um, you have to make that decision and know where your your uh, comfort level is and then be prepared i would say to lay that on the table pretty quick after maybe you've had the the gut feeling thing but um it's it's not a it's not supposed to be a trick the agency that you're hiring they have their own um their own needs to be met as well and their own levels of expertise in theory, they should match the numbers that they're pitching at you. Um, and if, if they're trying, because we do sell 65, $85,000 websites, right? That's one of the things that, that we sell, but we also sell $15,000 websites, sometimes in very rare occasions, $7,000 websites, right? Um, you have to know what you're looking for and know that you're worth that and then have that conversation relatively early in, um, from your own perspective, I would recommend you have it pretty early in because I've had people come to me, you know, with these really great ideas and they're like, Oh yeah, this is going to be amazing. And we're going to need a website. We've got, 
we've got financial backers, so we're ready to do this. This literally happened like maybe two years ago, maybe maybe about two years yeah. ago. This guy came in guns ablaze. He his expectations were that he was going to spend fifteen hundred dollars on a brand new bespoke custom full to the tilt website. I'm like the talk that came prior to that conversation was huge, but it didn't, it, there was a total disconnect. So uh, I would be cautious, you know, going with somebody that's trying to pitch you a $1,500 website because they're probably very green trying to cut their teeth in this space and they're cutting them on you and your company. Mm -hmm. uh, so the trust has to be super, super high. But anyway, know your budget. Been, Set your been budget. Been there, done that too. And, and don't. Right. We all have. Well, and yeah. yes. And going back to what you said, you got sold to. He sold you. So I really kind of feel like that's the point where you you can kind of feel how your gut feels like what is being sold to me? Does that make sense? I can tell you that, you know, Daniel and I, when we, when we build a website for a customer, we don't promise them that they're going to get instant business. There's a lot of work that we're building the tool and we're going to build the tool that they can afford the best tool that, that they can afford. Um, you know, we're going to think about branding. We're going to think about SEO. We're going to thinking about, about website performance. That's what we do. We build the best website we can, but we still got to get people there. Right. Mm -hmm. And you yeah, have to have a good 100%. product. You have to have good messaging. You have to have an advertising program that goes with that. Right. And start working on brand awareness. We don't just build a website and people come. There's a whole marketing you know, plan that needs to come with that. So that's something else to consider. And so then, yes. So back to when you're talking with an agency and what they're promising. Does it make sense? Does it resonate? If they're telling you you're going to have instant customer, instant income, that's a red flag. There's a lot of work so, that goes into it. So I've got a wrap. Um, but before we do, I'm really sorry to, to end it so, so harshly, Dustin. But before we wrap, is there any piece of advice, um, any one piece of information that you would like to give to other entrepreneurs or other people in your space uh, about starting a business or building a business or anything. Um, now's, now's your, your chance. This is your platform. Yeah, absolutely. I do. You're going to have some of the darkest days ahead of you. When you go into a business, you're going to have self doubt. You're going to reflect of, can I do this on a constant basis? You're going to look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, you don't have what it takes. I can't do this. But you're just sabotaging yourself because you can do this. When you look in your mirror and at yourself, you are the strongest component in your business and you can do it. That dark day with that glimmer of light, that light's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger as you build your business as you never quit, never quit, look back, reflect, and learn. Your past failures are your past failures. Don't make them your future failures. 
learn from them. Don't be afraid to jump out and take the risk. If you're talking about it, it's because you want to do it. Put an action plan together and do it. Build the business. If you're wanting that financial freedom, it does not come easy. You have to put in the hardest work that you're going to put in your life to have that financial freedom. But instead of working 40 years for somebody else, you're going to work four or five, six years to get that done, to have that financial freedom. If you fail and you don't hit the metrics, it's okay. They're goals. Goals are meant to be set high. As long as you're striving to those goals, keep climbing that mountain. Always learn. Don't be afraid to go take classes. Don't be afraid to take constructive constructive. Well, I can't even say the criticism. word. So, yeah, <laughs> criticism. Criticism. Oh, my Lord. I had a mini stroke over here. It's okay. <laughs> More coffee. It goes away. Uh, don't be afraid to take that, you know, learn from people who know more than you. So get off your ass and start the business you want to do. You know, if you're not where you're at in your business, learn to grow it. Where, how do you scale it? Where do you want to go? Set those goals high and you'll reach them. It might not be tomorrow, might be next year, but it might be in the next couple of years. And keep going, find that purpose, find that drive, find that vision. So good. You are an entrepreneur. I love it. And a leader. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much, Dustin. And we really appreciate having you on and you taking the time to to join us today. So thank you, really. Absolutely, thank you guys, really. Thank you for what you've done. And I've learned actually quite a bit. Good. You guys taught me. So thank you. Um, And I'm gonna continue learning from you guys. Yeah, Yeah. awesome. Thanks for tuning in to the We Rock DM podcast. We hope you found our discussions on digital marketing and web design and development helpful and informative. Don't forget to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date on the latest trends and strategies in the world of online business. We'll see you in the next episode of We Rock DM, where we make kick-ass stuff kick-ass.